Hello, everybody, and welcome to We'll See You in Hell. We said we'd be back. We back. And now, without further ado, on with the Joe. <laughs> that's a real, that was an odd one today. I didn't even do it on with the show. I mean, that's how tired I am. I couldn't even do the whole, my whole catchphrase. I'm exhausted. It's uh, it's uh, it's currently 11.20 p.m. our time. We, we're doing this very late tonight because we just... Saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, we were like, let's just let's go right in and record the podcast. But I think we're both quite tired. Yeah, uh, Pat, I know you've been reading scripts all day. Reading the scripts, and I meet with a different writer every like forty-five minutes, which is fun. And yet, it's like being on twenty-first dates in one day. And this is, for those of you that don't know, Pat secured himself a, a nice pilot there at CBS, and they asked him to start talking to writers. Not a bad sign. Not a bad sign. I mean, I'm, just, I'm just keeping you right here in my uh, uh, nervous brain. Maybe you don't <laughs> want to be there. But that's true. Uh, still don't know. Well, so, but, you know, meeting with writers seems, seems like a good sign, and been fun you, you read it you read a shitload of scripts you say oh, i like this one i like that one bring this person in you see if you can deal with them you try to put your staff together you know it's fun it's fun i think that's great yeah i like it <laughs> uh, but then Good. just like a first date you know you get in the room and somebody starts talking and you're like oh no you're there for another hour why an hour do you have to i mean I do a long meeting i like to get to know somebody I think I think you're talking too out of your microphone. Yeah, that's probably true. But uh, an hour is. God bless you. You're you're a man that commits. I don't I don't get it. I, I'd have him. I'd have him come in. I'd say spin it around. Let me see what the back looks like. <laughs> Make it clap for daddy. Yeah, <laughs> ten there minutes in and out. <laughs> Tie your shoes. There it is. Uh, I have no excuse Bounce to be. Bounce it. Bounce it. <laughs> Right. I I have no excuse to be tired. I uh, I didn't really do much today. I started swimming for exercise, so I, I did that for a good twenty minutes Where? today in the pool in the complex. Oh right, I forgot that you walk by every. All time. right. So I've been doing that in the mornings. It's it's hard to judge a man when you're wearing MC Hammer's uh, garage sale trousers. <laughs> I'm wearing my DC Comics pants to commemorate in, in, the occasion okay. in protest. No, not in protest. Just as part of the occasion, All right. uh, as we as we stroll down Marvel Lane this evening, uh, and then I uh, and then I uh, had to get a new iron today. Okay, that was a big thing. I've had the same iron since I was in college. Okay, so today I went. I got a new one because it wasn't working anymore. I don't iron. Don't, uh, don't do it. How do you? How do your shirts become dry clean when it hits a point? You'll take it all. You take everything in the dry cleaner. If it hits that point, yeah. this is this is a man that does. I mean, what do you what do you? Why don't you just piss on the money? <laughs> I mean, you bring ten shirts down; it costs like twenty five dollars, and you got a beautiful, f- nicely pressed shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a damn. Uh, what about your t shirt? GQ model. Don't your t shirts ever get wrinkled, and you got to iron them, or your pants? No, I don't really wear t shirts, pants. I, I don't care. I'm a casual man. God bless you. You know what you want. And you know what you like. It's true. And you'll indulge in both. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with that. Pat, no. you, Pat, let's 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 go down. Let's go down. What do you say we take a stroll down to Pat's movie corner? Oh, all right. Have you seen anything? Again, I haven't really so much as turned on my television. I'm behind on my stories I, I, about nothing. But just like last week, I told you I, I wanted to turn off my brain and watch a movie from my youth, Problem Child 1 and 2. I did it again, this time with a film called Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> All right. And I got to tell you, I understood completely why I loved it when I was a kid. But that's a bad movie. Yeah, I... I, I... Don't rem- I don't I've never recalled thinking it was a good movie. No, I mean it almost seems like a made for NBC movie. It's lit in that way. Yeah, it's uh, acted in that way. Arnold with the kids is funny, but they do it like four times. 
So the entire movie you're watching like a Z-grade Arnold action movie. Yeah. Because they couldn't make it too intense because the movie's for fucking children. Then anytime you start getting too bored with that, then Arnie teaches the kids for like three minutes. It's hilarious. And then they move back to this boring like jewel heist plot. Yeah, I remember that as a kid. Every fucking 80s and early 90s movie, jewel heist. Three Men and a Baby has a fucking jewel heist. It does? Yeah. Isn't that? Well, maybe I'm wrong. I I don't think so. 80s movies are, well, 90s, that's early 90s, I guess, right? But those movies had unnecessarily, uh, unnecessary crime devices planted <laughs> yeah. into all of them. I don't, I don't, I don't know why I don't that had to be a part of anything. It would always be like you're watching like 40 minutes of Baby Boom, and then all of a sudden they're like walking on the outside of a building with a gun in their mouth or something. Yeah. Pick, pick a lane. Yeah, I agree. I trying thought to Road watch Baby Boom. I thought the, all the crime elements ruined Roadhouse. I, I just wanted to see a fun <laughs> romp yeah. of of Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott beating people up. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, Sam Elliott gets murdered halfway through the movie. It's like, what, what the fuck is going on right now? It does. I had a Sam Elliott siding up at uh, WB because he works on that the ranch, the multicam. Yes. Which I have not seen. But, um, it's not great. I mean, he was walking across the lot as if every bone in his body was shattered. <laughs> like he looked like he had been like run over by a tractor very recently. <laughs> Legs were all like akimbo, and I hope he's doing all right. Maybe he's from so riding too. horses or something. Where do you think he was headed on that lot? What do you think he was going to do? Shitter, I would imagine. Shitter, as he calls it. I'm sure. Why don't a, you get me to shitter through a damp mustache? Oh yeah, we used to do Sam Elliott on this show. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, Sam Elliott ordering food. Ordering food. Yeah. Where, where, let's do one of those right now. Give uh, me a restaurant. They, uh, I noticed the establishment's called uh, Sta- Shake Shack. <laughs> Am I to assume uh, the best dish on the menu then would would be the shake? Now, now let me let me tell you this, there, partner. I don't see a damn shake or a shack in this place. Just give me a cheeseburger and some and one of those sausage patties. What's uh, what's the four one one on those cheesy tots? <laughs> they are they a popular item. They a popular item. I su- I suppose you think a fellow like me'd order that Western omelet. You're wrong. I like a Spanish omelet myself. Always did. Speaking of Spanish omelets, here's a photo of her, my first wife, Dottie. Uh, she came. She came with her own bottle of hot sauce. If you, if you catch my drift. Uh, yes, I'm talking about that tight Mexican hole. You're, you're slipping into an almost an Ebenezer Scrooge voice or something. I did just use the phrase "tight Mexican hole," which uh-huh. I, I didn't feel great about. I didn't feel great about it. Tried to lighten it up with the Ebenezer Scrooge bit. And I, 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 at that point, it seems like we're trying to avoid it, which maybe makes it worse. I was playing the character of Sam Elliott, who I assume is a casual racist. <laughs> the way he walked across that lot. I didn't find anything racist about what you said. I found it just extremely misogynistic. <laughs> I didn't think it was yeah. racist. No, it was, I guess it was all of those things. Uh, Pat... I saved a couple movies for this week because, as you know, I was flying back and forth between continents and countries last week. <laughs> Boy, his arms tired. <laughs> and I, uh, I saw quite a few films. Right. Uh, I saw Dracula Untold, which I didn't. Wait, bring not up Dead and there. Loving It. It's uh, as far as I could tell, there was no connection to Dead and Loving It, which I was upset <laughs> about. What? Who is it Untold? Is that Jason Jason Statham? Uh. No, it, it no, it was uh, should have been. It's the guy from. Well, the one guy in it is the guy from Last Action Hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not Arnie, and not the kid, and not the old man that runs the theater. The guy with the smiley face, eyeball, like the bad guy. Okay, Rufus Sewell, with like the red hair. Oh, He's also fuck. in Woody Allen's uh, Scoop. For uh, about scoop is woody allen's worst movie i couldn't disagree more i love scoop i've got a you love scoop i i i, I think it's a wonderful film I, holy shit i find it incredibly funny holy and i can shit. and i can show you worse i mean it's have you seen 
Did you ever see uh, uh, Hollywood Ending, the movie where he's directing a movie? And One goes, of his worst, goes but not his worst, which is Scoop. You think Scoop is worse? That's right. Are you talking about Michael Rappaport? No, Pat. No. The bad guy <laughs> from Dracula. La- Can you imagine Michael Rappaport playing Dracula? <laughs> well, hey, wait. what is suck your blood? <laughs> this guy. It's all I want. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> This guy doesn't play Dracula in it. He plays the guy that gives Dracula the vampire curse. Okay. The guy that plays Dracula. Oh, oh, he was in. Uh, I remember now. He's in The Hobbit. He's in the second <sighs> Hobbit. Sean Bean? Might be. He plays the archer that kills Smaug in the third I movie. I liked Smaug. I hated all those Hobbit movies, but for some reason, I, I enjoyed Smaug. I love Desolation of Smaug. It might be my favorite of all of the Lord of the I Rings movies. I actually agree with you. I Ever. actually agree with you. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm not a big fan. Don't write me off as some fucking nerdo. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I, I didn't I didn't really care for the first three Lord of the Rings films. I found them very boring. Ter- I mean, excruciating. Very repetitious. Like, hey, here's a eight, an eight-hour version of them. Yeah. Watching some you know midgets walk from A to B. Uh, and as you know... Uh, Little people, I'm sorry. So Dracula... Wait, Drac- I got to give my mini review of this. Dracula told... Solid movie. All right. Uh, you know, Dominic uh, Cooper, huh? Dominic Cooper. The, yes, that's who it is. Okay. He played the archer in. I mean, I couldn't have less interest in this thing. I didn't have any interest in it, but I got on a plane. I saw it. Our old friend Ken Hanley from Fangoria. Yes, love him. Uh, he tweeted one night about. I, I don't know why I ever doubted this being a good movie. It's a good movie, and that made me think. Okay, well, maybe I should see it. I'm on the plane. They got it there for free. I say I'm watching it. It's All an right. enjoyable action horror movie. All right. Uh, that tells a cool origin story of Dracula, and uh, and I enjoyed it. Remember how uh, shitty American Werewolf in Paris was? It's, I mean, there H- horrific. F- few sequels have dipped off harder than yeah. that one did from the from its predecessor. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I watched Jurassic Park three. I do on the plane, and this is a good time as any to tell our fans. Uh, fans, we are going to be launching a Patreon site very soon. Uh, we're going to release special commentary episodes on the Patreon site. Um, and uh, when we do and, that... Of one and three. The first two episodes will be Jurassic Park 1 and 3. Those will be the first special sort of donation. I don't know how Patreon where You donate and you, you get donate if and- you want to help out the boys and say thanks for the laughs. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. Thanks for getting me through that particularly rough patch where i yeah i might have found solace in the bottle one too many nights <laughs> maybe i hit my wife <laughs> maybe i hit her again you two were there for me and here's here's four dollars yeah it'd be nice that's all we're saying. it would be and i know we do it for free we i do know it, it sounds loud. like we're sitting high on the hog when i tell you we've made 125 dollars each <laughs> which in, i still have not seen in uh I mean, we we, we, we got to be into the goddamn 60, 75th episodes of this thing. Yeah. Oh, 100. We're the only people to have not monetized uh, podcasting. (laughs) And we do well. You know, we. Although I will say when Joe said he doesn't want to seem high in the hog, we are both sitting atop fat hogs at the moment. Literal pigs. Joe uh, rented a couple of pigs. We've been jousting i guess you could call it for most of the night the pigs are, are weary um we're all gonna kind of sleep in a pile here after the pod but it was a fun night i might fuck my pig <laughs> i did fuck is my that pig. is that is that okay to say as a joke um are your bestiality jokes still okay i or think is that- they're they're always in, in fashion I remember I was on a serious radio. I can't remember the show, but I was on some serious radio show, and I go, I go, uh, I made a bestiality joke, and the host goes, uh, "Just so everybody knows at home, we here at Sirius are sternly against bestiality." Was your joke pro bestiality? Yeah, it was. A, it was an absurd, and I was like, "Thank you for clearing it up with yeah. the audience that Sirius, this major group, is in fact against bestiality." <laughs> it was who's sitting at home confused by that? Yeah. That's, what that's, world do we live man. in? It's a shit show. Uh, anyway, you know, I saw the Pixies last week. It was a fantastic show. It was, and I told Joe the story about not. I, I would say perhaps even worse than bestiality. Really, kind of chilled me to the bone. 
there's this big fat dude in Philadelphia and his wife, and they get stuck in the elevator um, of their building. And neither of them have their cell phones on them. They look like, you know, pretty trashy folks. No, no offense. They're sitting there in the elevator. Um, and when they find them, when the cops finally get the door open because they couldn't call out, it had been less than 72 hours, less than three days. <laughs> and the man had murdered and eaten 11 pounds of his wife's body. 11 pounds of flesh in three days. I couldn't eat 11 pounds. Uh, you, you'd, be, you'd be sick to death. It's literally the Mr. Show sketch where yeah. they find Bob Odenkirk in the plane crash and he's eaten everybody and it's yeah. been like not even a week. Yeah. If you look up this news story, it was insane. And they're like, you could tell he felt really bad about it, but like we're obviously going to charge him with murder. But like what an interesting case to be on. If so he on got jury. so hungry and scared, he just snapped, he murdered her. That was that. And just started eating. God damn and I guess I assume didn't cook it or anything. He's eating just raw globs of flesh. Well, well, how could he have cooked it? He couldn't have. He's in a dead elevator. Ooh, ch- a chilling tale. <laughs> Only in Philadelphia, folks, or perhaps also Florida. Uh, but hello, I- listeners in both. <laughs> Well, the only reason I brought up Jurassic 3 a minute ago was because I got on a Sam Neill tear when I was on the plane. Yeah. Watched a film called The Dish. Have you ever seen this film? No. Heartwarming romp. Wait, no, I saw The Dish. Like 99 or so? Yeah, the lovable folks yeah, in I Australia that ran the, the satellite dish down there during the first moon landing. Saw it. I enjoyed it very much. Very lighthearted. Yeah. Very playful. Your boy Patrick Warburton's in it. My boy, Patrick yeah. Warburton. He's in it playing a NASA representative. It's odd to see that man go from putty to a NASA rep, but he, yeah. he played both very convincingly. And I'll tell you, I was in goddamn tears at the end of that thing when they showed all the moon landing footage, and I thought this is must be how people felt when this happened. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Last but not least, Band of Robbers. Can't recommend this movie highly enough. Not familiar. Band of Robbers, modern day retelling of Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer. It's a crime comedy. Uh, Starts with Huck Finn getting out of jail. Tom Sawyer is a cop. He's like, let's have one last ride. Let's let's get into some shit. I know where there's a treasure. And it's it's a really it's almost like a it's almost like a what was the what's the first Wes Anderson movie? Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket. It's like it's very Bottle Rocket. A new movie. Yeah, it's probably two years old. All right, I'm going to check it out. Our friends uh, Hannibal Burris and Johnny Pemberton are in the film. Sure. That was a nice surprise. Uh, and it was it was, it was was a thoroughly enjoyable film and very, very funny. I'm going to check this bitch out. Uh, you should. Band of Robbers, folks. And with that, let's move into Joe's Scary Stuff. Oh, sure. Which I keep forgetting to do every it's week. back. Uh, I'll make this real fast. Uh, uh, there's a there's a, a DVD company out there called Cinema Cult. Uh, they are an Australian-based company, but you can get their stuff on Amazon. Uh, I have, folks. I cannot. Uh, I can. I, I'm not trying to sell you on this thing because they don't sponsor us. But I can tell you, if you're looking for really, really brilliant restorations of really great cult films, go there. Buy yourselves. Some I bought every copy of every movie I could find when I was in Australia because the prices were significantly lower. Uh, but they did a really wonderful restoration of Last Man on Earth, the Vincent Price version of I Am Legend. Uh, while I was in uh, Australia, I picked up The Town That Dreaded Sundown. I picked up The Fury. I picked up I picked up The Beyond. I picked up Black Sunday. And I think one other one that I can't remember at the moment. But uh, it's a really great company. They do nice work. Not not heavy in the bonus features department, but that's okay. It's a it's an affordable way to get a nice uh, Blu-ray version of a classic cult film. Pat, I urge you to go check these guys out. Yeah, I'll just slide on down to Australia and scoop it up. Well, as I said, you can go on Amazon and get them. Amazon.co.aus. Something like that. I got it on regular Amazon. All right. Check I don't need you sharpshooting me, Walsh. I'm just trying to do a segment just asking here. asking a valid follow-up question is all I'm doing. Hold on one second here. Just going to take a brief pause. 
Sorry about that, folks. Um, as you can hear, I've got shit in my mouth. <laughs> Not from the pig. No. I uh, suddenly got a wave of low blood sugar, and I had to pause the podcast and go to the fridge and start shoving carrots into my mouth. It's a real scene. Yeah. But we're all back online now. So anyway, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy... Volume two tonight together and a quick stop at the Cheesecake Factory prior. Yes. For a, a real drink. dream evening. Uh, in fact, I don't mind saying this right now. This is one of the things we're going to offer on the Patreon. Let's give the people a little taste of what's to come. We're going to figure out merch and that kind of stuff. But one of the things Pat and I have discussed, we're not sure what the donation amount will be. But for a certain donation, a large donation, to be honest, <laughs> you're, you, you, you will get to meet Pat and I at the Cheesecake Factory. Right. Our treat. Our treat for a couple drinks. To I mean, reasonable, within reason. Yeah. You know. And I mean, it's kind of your treat because you're, you're going to donate a big sum of money. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll take you to see a movie next door at the Pacific Cinemas at the Americana here in sunny L.A. But let me make this abundantly clear. This isn't like, hey, can you wrap up some uh, some Asian lettuce wraps to go because it's on these guys. You're getting one dinner and one alcoholic drink, perhaps two. Wanna See, make I that say get, real clear. forget the dinner part. Let's just let's just drink. We'll buy you a few drinks. We'll get a little loose and we'll go to the movie. Water, bread. They're complimentary. Feel free to fill up on both. Maybe we're an not app. made of money. Maybe an app. <laughs> Have an app. Keep it light. <laughs> Who knows where the night could go? I don't know. You could wind up nude by the end of this thing. <laughs> by your choice. <laughs> It'll be just a real fun evening. Uh, so, anyway. And you get to see the, the beautiful downtown Armenia uh, Grove. The Americana. Did you just say the downtown Armenia Grove? <laughs> it's Well, the, it's the Armenian Grove. It's very, like, Armenian. What? The, the Americana. What, what the are we Americana. Yes. Yeah, it's in the the center of Glendale, uh-huh. Little Armenia area. Little Armenia is like Hollywood. You know, Glendale is largely Armenian. Is it? I yes. don't. You must know that. I don't see color. Armenian so is I not don't... a color. <laughs> um, I honestly, I didn't know that. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen an Armenian on set foot on the soil of the Americana. <laughs> They, it's it's very like very heavily like Heather, my girlfriend, fiance, is pretty Armenian. So there's this movie out with Christian Bale about the Armenian genocide, and her and her family went, and of course they went to the Armenian Grove, which is the Americana, where it was hailed as like the biggest premiere in Hollywood history because it was the, I think the hundred year anniversary or something of the Armenian genocide. That number's probably wrong. It's definitely wrong, but uh. Well, now I get why the why the sales girl at the Urban Outfitters screamed, "Our wounds are still open at me." <laughs> I didn't understand why she did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into let's get into really, Guardians. We're skirting the edge of good taste tonight. A, a little riff on the Armenian <laughs> genocide. That's fine. It's late, as we said. <laughs> Smash cut to them pulling the pilot out of my hands because I talked about the Armenian genocide. Um, <laughs> folks, That's... Guardians of the Galaxy was uh, extremely entertaining. It I like what Marvel does in terms of visuals. I think that they have to be this and Doctor Strange in particular. It seems like they are making movies for people on drugs, and I appreciate that because I I sometimes am. Um, I just thought it looked great. It it had its tongue in cheek. But also like had big swings of emotion that were kind of kind of worked. Uh, it was corny, it was stupid at parts, but m- way more of the comedy attempts than normal were funny. Or at least you were like, I, I get why people are laughing. You know, they weren't bad puns and shit. They had some good sort of character comedy in it. I heard you laughing yourself, Joe. I laughed a few times. Uh, I thought there were some funny moments. 
Yeah. I did not hate this movie as much as I thought I was going to. I actually enjoyed the first Guardians of the Galaxy quite a bit. I did as well. And I thought that I was going to hate this one because, as we all know, I've grown to really have a bad taste in my mouth about the Marvel Marvel Studios Marvel movies, much more so than the Sony Marvel movies. Right. Um, uh, but this movie, I felt, maintained a significant... Uh, a, a significantly larger amount of heart, honest heart, than uh, any of the recent Avengers-related movies have. Uh, I think it's far, far... This movie was, to me, far, far better than the second Avengers movie. It was better than any of the solo movies that they've done since then. It was better than Civil War or any of that stuff. And you didn't mind the joking. Well, I'm going to get to that. Uh, a great soundtrack as well. I, I like it. I... It also has a nice. It's a nice time. It also is supposed to be a funnier movie, correct? So it, it's so the joking didn't bother me that much. Uh, I will say this: they do it at the expense of the film's quality at t- 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 a lot. Yeah, a lot. Uh, now this is going to be riddled with spoilers, everybody. So. You know, if you haven't seen the movie, well, Christ, you probably haven't. It just came out. But uh, I'll try not to ruin major plot points here. But these are going to be spoilers in the sense of I'm going to talk about gags in the movie. There's one thing they do repeatedly with this, you know, villain guy who's this hideous, like, mutant alien. And his name is Taserface. And they keep... They keep doing this gag where he tells somebody his name and then they start laughing at him. And you're like, this is this is absurd. You're ruining like I, I'm not taking the villain seriously anymore. Right. Like and so so the point I'm getting at, and I get that that's the point and that's the joke and everything. But what I'm getting at is is when you take the ass out of everything like that, there then becomes no real tension or, or fear for the characters themselves. True. So I, I, yeah, I didn't give a shit about anybody in it. They, Chris Pratt had seemingly no dialogue; like he made no impression. He he talked to his dad a few times, but other than that, it was like they're focusing on these uh, animals and trees. Is who gets a lot of the material. I will say this: uh, I found Baby Groot devastatingly adorable did you see i thought you would hate that too it was real cute i uh i was having a hard time coming to terms with how cute i found it it, it made me think of my dog the whole time it bordered on sexual at one point <laughs> <laughs> I, I got home tonight and i and i i walked right up to my dog and i said to my dog the movie i saw tonight reminded me of you and i missed you and i love you so much buddy whoa and i picked him up and i hugged him and i kissed him oh well isn't that adorable it was uh, here's another gripe that I had with the film. Uh, again, I didn't hate the movie, but there were, there just, you know, there, I you don't like some gripes. I don't like when people do things at the look. One of the lessons I learned er, early on when uh, uh, the first script I ever wrote, and I believe it was the great Dave Keckner, okay, who gave this advice to one Bill Burr, who then passed it to me. He said, look, because we made a short film called Cheat, Bill and Bobby Kelly and myself, and David Koechner, Bill showed it to him, and David Koechner said it was good, and he said, listen, you could tighten it up, and Bill said, how do you mean, and David Koechner said, look, you can joke anything to death, but you need to cut out the stuff that doesn't need to be in there, and again, there's a lot of stuff in the movie where I'm like, everything doesn't have to be a swing for a gag. Uh-huh. I don't need to see the sentient, uh, or not the sentient, the um, the sovereign being who are supposed to be this like regal perfection race that were engineered perfectly and everything, saying lines like, you suck, man, and right. don't screw with the sovereign. It's fucking stupid. It ruins the characters. Uh it's it's just too much. It's just too much. I don't know if kitsch is the right word or whatever. Why are character multiple characters in the film said go to hell? Yeah. Well, how do they even have a concept of hell? What? what where is I that mean, coming from? Why are people saying I got to take a whiz? Joe, you, why are they? Why wouldn't they? What do you mean? 
It's not like it's a, a, a revolutionary war period piece. Why can't they say these things? This is American slang. It's not just, it's not, it's not even earth slang. It's American slang. All it's right. like, you, so, you know what I mean? Like, do so you want them to talk like people on Mars do? I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're already having me suspend disbelief that everybody in the galaxy speaks perfect English. Nobody ever speaks another language. You want to speak in fucking Naboo like in uh, old Avatar? You want subtitles? Yeah. But I can't have that. Listen, I'm saying I will go with you on this. Everybody, nobody's got an accent. Everybody just speaks regular English. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, no, that is fine. What a, that is completely fine. But here's that everybody the in this action movie speaks English. Well, they're from multiple planets across the galaxy. It wouldn't be the way it is. But listen, it wouldn't be the way it is, <laughs> folks. I wasn't aware you'd had intimate contact with aliens from other planets. They'd have you know? a different language. They'd communicate. What if they don't? All right, fine. I'll accept that. Starman didn't. I'll accept that. That was a documentary. But how about instead of who? What's the big guy's name? Who's Dave Batista? Pax Gaz. What the fuck's his name in it? I don't know. I have no idea. Josh Gad. His name is Josh Gad. Yeah. Uh, how about instead of having him saying she's disgusting, which is a twelve-year-old slang word from America, have him say revolting. Just make it a little believable. This guy would. This is one of your most insane lines of thought that you have ever it's said insane. either on or off of this show it's not insane it is insane have him say revolting instead of disgusting because that's what an alien would say what you're saying is what an insane person would say you don't think it would ruin let me just ask you this if you're watching star wars okay sure new star wars comes out looks great saw a trailer tonight yeah i'm excited about it new star wars comes out uh, there's a scene where Luke is training Ray and he goes, uh, hey, don't go in that cave. It's gross. You, 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 you don't <laughs> think that's a whole be... different franchise <laughs> made at a different time. Like, and they might say gross. I don't know. I don't they think... would not say gross. It would be absurd. I'm saying. But that is the world of Star Wars, which is not the same world as Guardians of the Galaxy. Fair Volume enough. 2. But here's my also point. listening to pop hits. Here's my point. You could you could still make the joke without having to go for the kitsch factor. It doesn't. I don't need the green alien or the blue alien to say gross. He could say a, a more believable word, and I would go. That's still funny. Do you see what uh, I'm saying? No. Oh, and for just to be real clear, no, I don't. You thought it was fine when when yes. when the last ship got blown up, and one of the the sovereigns goes, "You suck, Zarnak." It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> The, the whole movie w was like that. The whole movie is anachronistic and slang and, and dancing and music. And Did you mind that the Sovereign, like when they had those remote-controlled spaceships, that the, the, contro like the control portals or whatever the fuck you want to call them that they were controlling the ships from made uh, fucking like Pac-Man noises and shit? Pac-Man came at him at that one point. No, no, no. Like, I'm talking about, remember the gold people? They yeah. could control their ships yeah. remotely. And and it made, like, arcade video game noises. Yeah. Did that bother you? It did not. God damn it. Because th that's what the movie is. That's what the whole tone of the movie is. So the whole tone of Guardians... It, it doesn't fuck up any tone they have because it's completely in line with everything else. It's something you liked less than the other stuff. Doesn't make it any but less it's valid. Not, but here's the thing: it's not the tone of the Marvel universe. Uh, Hold on; these movies all have their own feel, which is why I prefer them to your DC shit, which all has the feel of being drowned in a lake. Don't bring it up if you don't want me to go down that road. Don't go down. The uh, here's the thing: this this is going to cross into the Avengers movies. Yeah, I know. So I thought the new Thor looked sweet. It looks pretty good. I like that they're they're not all so fucking serious. It's I, fine. I like that. It doesn't have to be all so serious. But if you want me to believe that Thor comes from a planet where Anthony Hopkins, this regal, you know, <laughs> it's like, come on, like, like, like. Well, he's. Regal. I don't believe that every in Guardians not of the Galaxy, in the future is regal. Everybody talks like a Valley Girl in Guardians of the Galaxy. You're just like, okay, every yes. alien. Yes. Stupid. Well, they do all have different voices. That That's stupid, but...
Yeah, the, that's the the style of the movie. Every some fucking rock creature from the planet Nebulak or whatever knows the word dude. It's absurd. He could have learned it from the fucking Star Lord. You don't think the Star Lord oh, says dude and he doesn't pick up on get it? Get the hell out of here. It's true. That's how people pick up things. The only the what only. a bizarre thing to focus on or think about at all. I thought the movie surely had flaws, and and then you're just like. Hey, let me just make up something. No, no, that that bothers me. All right, it's it's bad writing. It's it's the Marvel thing. Every character is written the same. That bothers me about. I've said it many times. Every any line that any character in this movie said tonight, you could have changed it with another character. Not one character was written differently. Even when Kurt Russell, who's spoiler alert, who's part god. Who's literally part God or is a God. He says he's a God. Even his character, when he got angry, he goes, I suggest you stop pissing me off. And it's like, can one person speak differently? Does anybody have a better education than anybody else in this film? Okay. It's stupid. Uh, now let's get into this Kurt Russell thing. Uh, Thought he absolutely stunk in the movie. It wasn't his best performance. He seemed a little confused. Um, but he was certainly better than Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone, that was. I don't even think Stallone knew his lines. Looks like he was. They were. He was remembering them as he yeah. was saying them. I thought that perhaps in tone with the movie being pretty campy. That he was direct. I'm trying to tell myself that he was directed to give like a bad cheesy Stallone performance, but you know that's not the case. Stallone no. was embarrassing in this movie. Well, uh, in listen. a way, he hasn't really been since like the old, you know, over the top rhinestone days. <laughs> he was really bad. You can't put everybody in every part. <laughs> Stallone and Kurt Russell were miscast severely in this film. Yeah. Kurt Russell was not coming off good because you don't buy Kurt Russell as a god. No. Kurt Russell looks like he was an overboard for Christ's sakes. That's <laughs> which who Kurt, which they're remaking. Yeah, but that's who Kurt Russell is. Yeah. He's the guy that fixes your car, shoots or, his or way out of the in the case of overboard. Yeah, shoots your his way out of the crazy. He's Star Lord. Make him Captain Ron. Don't yes. He's Captain Ron. Come on. Don't make him a god. Give me He's a break. John Q. Backdraft. He's which I thought was Pliskin. a little on the nose character name. The, uh, Stallone can be a great actor. Copland. Rocky. We all look. Let's just say it. We're all thinking it. Let's just say it. Stallone's great in a part where the guy's not too sharp. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> he got to put him in. He's they punchy. got him in this thing as the leader of the Ravager. He's supposed to be yeah. leading this entire Very sharp and intelligent man. <laughs> and then he's yelling at one point about that. You've broken the code. I can't even believe Stone could remember what the code was. <laughs> you've broken the code. <laughs> Very poor acting. Uh, I, did, I did not see Miley Cyrus. David Hasselhoff's bit was pretty funny. I thought the David Hasselhoff cameo was funny. Uh, Who was more, Miley Cyrus, an alien? I don't know. Her voice was in it or something uh, somewhere. Uh, I did not. Uh, one more actor in this I didn't care for. I can't remember her name, but the girl from Doctor Who, who plays the Karen blue Gillen. nebula or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't feeling her. I felt like. I thought it was Rachel Lee Cook, the star of She's All That. <laughs> I really did until we looked her up at the end. Uh, I was glad to see her again. I love Rachel Lee Cook. Josie and the Pussycats, underrated comedy. Where's she been? She was just she she was the original person in the This Is Your Brain on Drugs commercial when she was a little girl. So she just did it With again. With the eggs? Yeah. So she just did a, an update of it where I was like, this is your brain on drugs. But the twist on it was, um, and these simple marijuana charges why we have tons of African-Americans in prison. Uh -huh. That's the gist. So she's using her moderate fame for political gain. The, 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 she auditioned the, for my show. And she had a good audition. The, this Maybe is, I wasn't supposed to say. Ah, I'm fine. The, this is your brain on drugs. The, I, the one I remember is the close up of the frying pan and the eggs and the male, the man voiceover. Well, this I guess your, they they did one at some point with her as a young girl and she updated it. 
Who the hell wants to hear about drugs from a young kid? The fuck's a kid though? <laughs> don't know shit. You haven't experienced the pain that makes you need the drugs. Yeah. You little shit. Dare. Remember Dare? Yeah. Keep kids off drugs. Was Dare drugs or was Dare drugs? It was drugs. Oh, mad. I'm thinking of moms against drunk driving. Moms against drunk driving. Yeah. And hey, they got a point. Stupid. Sure. Why is it going to be moms against it? Why can't we all be against it? We're all it? against it. Where are the dads? Speak speak loud, dad. Speak proud and loud. This sounds like a Seinfeld bit. Mothers against drunk driving. <laughs> are there mothers for drunk driving? <laughs> I think pretty much every mom is against drunk driving. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we talked about the... <laughs> Don't get me started on the fathers against drunk driving. Where are these men? Why aren't they backing up that wife? <laughs> I'll tell you, the, these mothers who are mad at drunk driving should be mad at their husbands. <laughs> we should call it M-A-H. Eh, hey, you want to go down to March today? Meh. M-A-H. <laughs> uh, I was watching Seinfeld today, and he the opening stand-up thing was about how they sent monkeys into space before anybody yeah. else. Yeah. It, it, it leveled me. It yeah. leveled me. This is he's, clearly the next step for the monkey. <laughs> he's, a very, he's a funny man. I've seen him do stand-up live a couple times. It was a real treat both times. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about with this. Again, overall, I like the movie. It had me by the end. I, overall, I enjoyed it. I felt for the characters by the end. I, I did like the film. Uh, and much to my chagrin, I didn't want to like it. I wanted to hate it so I can come on here and make fun of it. And I... You know, I I, I, just, I I saw you doing a lot of typing on your phone, so I thought you were going to hate it and have a lot to make fun most of. Most of it was the uh, language issues that I had with it. Sure. sure. Uh, I wasn't thrilled that they just kind of jacked the asteroid scene from Empire Strikes Back. I thought that was kind of weak. Um, but whatever. Uh, also, why can Gamora pick up like a two-ton gun? Remember that part? Who's Gamora? The green lady. Oh. I mean, it just it seemed normal. Does so, she have super strength? She I don't got better than average strength. She's a mutant. Is she? I don't know. She's a something a ghost. I don't know. Uh, well, all right. Well, I was just curious about that. Last but not least, there there was a lady sitting next to you in this thing. I mean, oh, that was yeah. like a DVD commentary through the goddamn movie. Her seat was drenched by the end of this fucking thing. She was like, oh, like, I mean, the Groot, every time he came on, was like, oh, I like so adorable. Yeah. Which I learned Joe was saying as well, but he, he kept it to himself. I kept it to myself like a decent, dignified citizen in this fucking society we have to live in. Let uh, me just laughing at every joke, a lot of awe. It was like some being in the full house audience. <laughs> And sitting right next to me. I will say this overall. That lady's enthusiasm, the enthusiasm of the folks around us, the applause at the end of the film, that was what got me the most. I, I thought people really like this film. It made a lot of people happy. Yeah. There are people where this is their Star Wars. I know how Star Wars makes me feel. And uh, overall, Pat, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Me too. It was fun. I did kind of doze off here and there. It's too long. They're all too long. But, They're all uh, too long. I owed ten dollars on the way out. I had a four-hour validation. I owed eleven. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But you know, folks, it was uh, an entertaining film. If you like the first one, you're gonna like the second. That's all I can say. I'll say I'll I preferred say the first. I, I mean, think the story of the second one is better than the story of the first one. Okay. All right. The story of the first one is... I didn't like all the prison stuff in the first one, that's for sure. Yeah, that was kind of boring. And then the story of the first one is just the Infinity Stone bullshit, where it's right. like, oh, oh, yeah, enough yeah. with these goddamn fucking Infinity Stones. Every <laughs> uh -huh. movie. This was w was him finding his dad and the twists and turns of all that. And I, I right. thought the story in this was way cooler. All right. This certainly was their Empire Strikes Back, I think. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Uh... I also, uh, the trailer for Dunkirk looked awesome. It did look pretty insane. Like, we haven't had a movie like that in a long time. Well, we just probably had one. I mean, it's a, no. it's a World War II movie. When's yeah. the last World War II movie It's we been had? a long time. How long? I don't know, but not, not since like, there's a big one like that that came out. I don't want you to get mad at me about it. Well, I don't want you to, I want you to know your stuff a little better, I guess. The, uh... Dunkirk. It, I'm a little disappointed that it's only a PG-13. 
Sure. Because, uh, you know. But you can push it in those, if it's a period piece about a real war, they don't care. Blow somebody's head off. I, I, I n- Nothing's ever going to equal that, that opening save in Private Ryan's no, sequence. of course not. Jesus Christ almighty. Rough stuff. Yeah, really rough. Rough stuff. Really rough. Well, Pat, I think we've come to an end here. Uh, you look like so you're about too. to fall asleep. <laughs> I, I mean, I almost did in the movie. I'm, I'm tired. Um, folks, I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Patrick Walsh. Something I forgot to plug last week, but I urge you to check out is that I was a contributing writer to the uh, White House Correspondents Dinner this year, hosted by Hassan Minaj. I sent a bunch of jokes in, and I got a bunch of jokes, and it was very cool. Um, and. I urge you to watch it, not just because I have a, a, a couple jokes in it, a few jokes, but because I think it's an important uh, piece of entertainment. It's Hassan Minaj talking about, you know, how bad things are in our country, how bad things are with the press, how bad it is for uh, immigrants and the people that he's trying to throw out of our country, etc. It's a good, you know, good 20 minute chunk of comedy and it has something to say. I urge you to check it out. Yeah, he uh, he did an outstanding job, and it was uh, it was a nice piece of work. Congrats yeah. on that for being a part of it. Thank you. Fuck Trump for not even showing up. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, it's it's pretty I fucking mean, for Christ's sakes. The last president to not show up was Ronald Reagan in '81, and it was because he was recovering from an assassination attempt. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it's and like, he sent in a video of remarks from his hospital bed, like comedic remarks from yeah. the bed. Well, I, I'm not doing too good. I mean, that's what you mean. Say what you want about Reagan. I wasn't a fan of his policies or his no. or his viewpoints. No, but or his you, acting. You do something like that, you like the guy a little bit. I agree. You know? Did you it see, shows you got, you got a you little... W. Bush on Kimmel? Again, no. I was never a fan of the guy. No, no. Goes on Kimmel, he's fucking killing. Oh, boy. <laughs> he's killing. I don't think I want to see that. He's well. Did you see Trump brush you the guy off when when he was trying to talk to the guy from sixty minutes about? Uh, he was asking him about the wiretapping. So then Trump was like, "Well, you know, the big story, what we should be focusing on, is the whole thing with wiretapping." And everybody knows there's wiretapping. And he, the guy was like, "Mr. Trump, that's been completely disproven." And he goes, "Well, many people are saying it." So. Uh, <laughs> And he goes, right, but it's been completely disproved. Well, I'm hearing it a lot. Um, seems to me that what's happening is uh, why it's happening. And we got to go after the real enemy. And he goes, like, are you really saying? He goes, you called this man crazy and sad and, uh, and, and on and on. Do you feel that way? And he's like, I think we're done. I think we're done. I've answered your question. Jesus like, Christ. strong arms the guy out of the Oval Office. He walks over to his desk to get away from him. It's the president talking to a guy from CBS, and he has a complete meltdown being asked a simple question <laughs> to where the where he has to walk away from the interview. I, I got to tell you, I, I, I can't I can't peek my head out of the hole anymore these days. It keeps me at a, just a always permanent simmer of anxiety in addition to everything else. But it's like a, we I don't know how much time we got left and I don't know if I give a fuck. We got time. Um, we got time. I don't think anything like that drastic will happen i really don't and i know a lot of people would disagree with that but i just yeah uh, i mean he is taunting our enemies yeah a lot. yeah you don't like to see that i don't <laughs> i don't care for that no <sighs> uh, well anyway folks also i'm sure he thinks if if they blow up uh america then he doesn't have to do this fucking job anymore because clearly he can't stand it can't yeah he doesn't seem to be enjoying it, right? No, no. He's like at a all. dad at work, just he's aggravated. He said the other day, I didn't know it would be this hard. He was like, I, you know, I liked my old life very much, and uh, this is a lot more challenging than my old life. I miss it at times. What did he think it was going to be? I don't know. I don't know. It's a shit job. Yeah. It's not a fun job for anybody. I feel like it's like it's like you do it like... It's like becoming a war hero or something. Like, like when you look back on it, you're like, "I'm proud of myself." But yeah. you know, when it, when it's happening, it's hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I feel like it's like when you get like a writing job or something or whatever job, and you realize like day three, it's going to be like you're there till 11 p.m. every night. And then he's like, "Fuck, why did I take this?" Yeah. Why did I... Except in this case, he's running our nation. Well, I say I like to say he's running it into uh, the ground. Whoa, Pat. whoa! 
And I believe I am the first person to do that play on words. I think probably so. So uh, I'll send you off on that gem of a joke. Uh, do you have a plug, Joe? Do I? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, no, not really. Um, right. I have some stuff coming out soon. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it yet or not. So, uh, so coming on. soon, uh, there will be some things. As far as live dates, uh, Cluster Fest in San Francisco in early June. I will be performing at that on the 3rd and 4th of June, um, amongst many other fantastic acts, including one Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, and and another Mr. Ice Cube. Good also. So very excited about that. Uh, and I've got the other podcast um, uh, on the other network, which is Feral with uh, my buddy Kurt Brownholer called Emotional Hangs. Go check that out. It's a completely different thing. Uh, and is it true that Ice Cube will be doing haircuts at the festival in his barbershop character? Uh, I, I heard that... Uh, <clears throat> he will be, in fact, doing that, and then uh, all all press he does, it will he'll be in character. Great, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, folks, I I'll tell you on Facebook what our next movie will be. We haven't decided yet. Um, I do notice several of you being like, "Where's the new episode? It's already up. We've already put up prisoners." Um, go go give it a listen. Sometimes you got to hit a refresh. You know what I mean? And, and again, I don't, don't got to hold your hand every step of the goddamn way. No, people, it wasn't showing up on the app for people for oh, some okay. reason. I, guys, right. we're trying to figure all these. I'm sorry I snapped at you. I didn't realize. Ins that. and outs. I, we're, I'm not quite sure what's happening, but we're, we're figuring it all out. But again, the Patreon's coming soon. We will settle this Jurassic, Depart, Jurassic Park debate uh, by watching the films. And I Patron- thank, thank all of you, by the way, for the just venomous lashing that i've nobody agreed with you nobody Twitter. agreed with you a couple people did it, well it'll probably turn into a roast of uh we'll, we'll do a commentary for one and three and each will probably wind up roasting slash defending each other's choice anyway uh all right that's the show that was a hit gum podcast